Kiora Koto, everyone. Welcome to Queensland Life Podcast. Um, I'm here with my lovely friend. I feel like mm-hmm. singing this morning because it's one of those days. Um, Laura Cope, who is usually in Otipoti, uh, Dunedin, but you are in sunny Brisbane. The light is streaming through the window. Um, and you are, I'm going to call you, you, yo, CEO. <laughs> you're like CEO it. in our title. And a mum to a 17-year-old. Welcome. Thank you, Jane, very much. And I miss being in Otipoti, but I'm not missing minus five in the morning. So I feel like a bit of a traitor. Never mind, though. You know what? It's been uh, really strangely warm here this week. It was 15 degrees the other day, which is a bit, you know. Everyone's got their togs on. What's going on with the world, but we all know. Um, So um, I ask everyone, how are you and how are you? Hmm. I'm... (laughs) (laughs) Which is the answers, right? I'm good. I'm happy to be alive. Every time I get in the bath, I'm like, fuck, this is brilliant. I can turn on my tap and hot water comes out. And when anyone calls me, I can say, no, I'm having a bath, which is like, an excuse for basically just sitting there holding my yeah. knees, rocking, thinking everything's fucked, but I think it's <laughs> going to be okay. That's like the next How layer, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're not going to go to the other layers. Not today, but everyone today. has them. How are you, Jane? You're right. I'm all right. Not too bad. I've got, uh, so I'm currently reading, because uh, me and Laura, backstory, me and Laura talk about books all the time which is like a little safety safety net <laughs> if the world gets too scary talk about books um and i'm nearly finished motherwell i've got about you're loving that aren't you you're really I'm loving absolutely it loving it and i'm gonna probably start it again my friend wants to read it and i'm like i might start it again as soon as i've finished it um hmm. so what are you currently reading I am reading Slade House. I'm trying to read Slade House by David Mitchell, who's a cloud atlas guy. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I got into the first chapter of it, and I thought, this is amazing. This is is my safe place. It's a conversation with a child with autism and their mum walking down the street, and there's a dead cat, and do we bury the cat? And mum has great ideas, and it's all just kind of, it's my, my, um, basically, it was my life for about four chapters. And then it just went cloud atlas. And it's lost me. And I can't, I don't have the same capacity for plot following at the moment. No, me neither. In my life and in literature. I just no. can't, I can't hold it. Hey, I'm no. like, oh shit, I'm just going to have to put a cup of tea on that. No, I hear you. I totally, I found Cloud Atlas really hard to read. And then, and I'm not the type of, if I'm the type of person who, um, I don't have to finish books. Like they don't have to be finished. Um, but then I watched the film and it's, that still was like, what? <laughs> So I just, no, I think I gave up. I, I think I might have finished it, but I was just like, I remember it being a real, like, what are we, where are we now? And it, you get every, every little section, you're so engaged and it feels like you understand it and you're there with it. And then it just like, I know, just throws you off somewhere. So that kind of mixture of safety and then being left afloat. So I can't, I can barely hold anything in my head at the moment. Like this multitasking woman thing, she's not freaking happening around here. Not like, I'm cooking dinner. Like, no speaking. What, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not meant to multitask at all. Um, no, that's gone. So, um, so you, yo, use your own. Explain to the people who might not have heard of you um, 
what that is and where, why, you know, did you wake up bolt upright one night and go, I'm going to fucking start this website. Tell, tell us where, tell us about you, Yock. So use your own cup. And that's, is that where it started? Yeah, it did. And it was like a bolt upright, but I hadn't gone to sleep yet. Yeah. I had, um, I was, I was out with my kid and we went up to Auckland this is 2017 we saw David Attenborough talking at the Civic and everyone was crying and everyone was kind of like, oh, what can we do when we left? But like hopeful crying, good crying. And I walked down the street with my kid and we were like, okay, we need to do something. She's like, mom, we've got to do something. So my mom, and this isn't like a, I know David Attenborough because I fucking don't know David Attenborough, but my kid had pen paled with David Attenborough like for the preceding like two or three years, she'd written him little letters like, hi, David, I, here's a drawing of a, I live in, I think you're amazing. I'm going to do everything I can to like be your acolyte and work for the world forever. And he wrote back saying, hey, you know, that's real sweet. I love your drawing. And so, so the pressure was really on, right? Oh my so it, God. Was like, it was classic child, mummy, mum, can you fix it? So I'm like, well, no, that's not a good enough answer. So then I thought, um, okay, what can I do? With, and I say this a lot with like my really limited skill set and I'm not being self-deprecating, but I think that's important. Like we can't all do a lot. I, I can't, I don't understand meteorology. I don't understand climate change. I don't understand a lot to do with social activism. I don't understand a whole bunch of shit, but I have some energy yep. and I have some time. And I think probably that's all I had to put in. Um, so I was like, right, what can I pick on that could be a space to start to create change? So something instructional, something like the hospitality industry, because we're walking down the road from the Civic, there's just crap all over the road. Yep. And it wasn't so much the cup, and you know this now, which is why we changed from you yacht, use your own cup to you yacht. It was the idea that if if we didn't chuck it, it wouldn't be there. It's pretty much it. That that whole thing, like if what if everyone does this? What if everyone doesn't do this? how to kind of create a, a behavior change really yeah. so i thought right let's work with hospo so we can give some support to local industry and um, owner operators um and let's try and function as a guide where i have a foot in the door to ask questions of other people who know more than me share that information work on uh, with instagram which is a great platform as you know for connecting yeah. and um instigating behavior change and just learning all the yeah. time lifting other people so i started a cafe guide use your own cup after about a year and a half, I was like, shit, fuck this. It needs to be use your own everything. Use your own wits, use your own brain, your own moral compass, your own containers, your own chopsticks, your own attitude, your own democracy, and then try and expand that out. So yeah, it's a cafe guide, but it was just a way to try and yeah, learn and then pass on any information I could get about waste minimization and advocating for personal stewardship. And, uh, it, that, now uh, i have to say your elevator pitch needs a little bit of work because you know that's not oh, wow. minutes, but no no it's it's brilliant absolutely brilliant and that whole thing about using your own like we have people often feel i think a little bit like what what can i do and it's like everybody has a voice like they do and also you have a thing called a credit card or you have a bit of cash or you have a you have a brain that says yes or no. So you either go somewhere and you decide, you make that decision 
as to whether or not you're going to accept to be as part of that system, right? Mm. You're either going to go and get a coffee. Now, I can't live without coffee. I said this the other day. I did dry July and I said to somebody, I would rather sell my daughter than give up coffee. Like, I absolutely would. I'll buy her. I'll give you coffee for your daughter. Well, I know. But, like, you know, booze can go out the window, whatever. But if, so if I, so I said to myself last year, if I don't have a cup in my body somewhere stuffed in my bra in my bag I do not have a coffee that's it yeah and that for me was like it seemed I said that to somebody and they're like my god that's such a little thing and I'm like it is little but coffee means the world to me the whole the 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 going out to get it the sitting on my own the getting out a book the grabbing it and sitting in my car like and I I I often I can't sit somewhere I have to go get it and then leave so if I do not have that stuff if I do not prepare myself the night before and put it in my bag, I do not have one. Yeah, that's the um, that was why choosing to work with hospitality and choosing the cup thing was, I think, was quite a good idea. Because if you can learn that personal stewardship and those roles on something so simple, which, which like you said, you want coffee. So you make the action and then applying that to other things in your life. This is how I want things to be. This is what I want to say. This is my action. And if I don't take the action, I don't get it. Just self-parenting. Totally. So now I have a a container in my bag for if I get a takeaway pasta salad. I have a a, a rubber band around my fork and my spoon and my knife in my bag. I have, you know, um, but also I think the thing that somebody, I, I constantly come up against when I, talk about this stuff and I'm sure you do is you know if the, it's really hard for cafes to da, 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 and I'm like I'm not in the hospitality industry so I, I can't tell mm. you what x y and z costs but the minute they changed the rule around super shopping bags we all remembered our shopping bags like we did yeah. it and there's been yeah. a 96% decrease or increase in people using their own bags 96% yeah. So it's yeah, like, we're amazing. We adjust straight away, right? That's, totally. that's why we're such a menace and yeah. why we're so wonderful because we will adapt to any new normal yeah. that, that enables us to live how we want to live. Yeah. Um, and, and cafes too, cafes do have a responsibility, but they can't drive this. This is a throwaway convenience culture that's way bigger than they are. Hey, it comes from everything we deal with in our lives. So they really, they really can't take responsibility. And I think it really helps as well from me. A lot of people have really good relationships with the local cafe. So, you know, the barista, yeah. um, you know, the staff, you know how they roll. They know your name. It's kind of frenzy. Um, if you think how much we're actually costing them every year, especially now in this kind of post-COVID where everyone's kind of struggling, that really helps me too. I'm like, do I want, I, I reckon if, if a cafe is using disposable, it costs them roughly per customer about 120, 140 bucks a year per coffee drinker to supply them with single use and you multiply that by everyone who's coming through that's a significant drain on what they could be doing so so we're helping them out so rather than thinking about well they should be doing this to cut their cost try and think about it I should be doing this for someone else I want to help this small business back every time I go in there I don't want to be spending 25 cents of their money you know taking taking a cup away so it's it's that kind of community quid pro quo you give me coffee and I try and save you money yeah, totally. Well, still, do you do you still feel there's a barrier for 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 places? What what's the biggest kind of argument? One, I suppose, from um, industry, but also from pe- from humans. Humans is I can't be bothered, and yeah. everyone else is doing it. Why shouldn't I? Yep. Which is everything that we're shit at. 
Um, and for hospitality, it's customers will go elsewhere. Just the worry that customers will go elsewhere. I've been trying to reach out to some franchise chains that are with us at the moment, the big guys saying, hey, come on, just someone. Just someone jump in. Just one of you. And that's all it would take, I think, would, would be one of the big guys saying, you know what, we're just not doing this shit anymore. We're going to stop it. We know our customers are loyal. We've got a good, loyal customer base. Yeah, yeah. And that, I think, would tip everything. It's that, it's that worry that you're going to lose business. But, you know, every cafe who's with us, we've got like, we've got like 42 now with us who are completely single-use cut-free. Yeah. And that's, that's not the point of the guide. The guide is to, to encourage that conversation. But a lot of the cafes move on and then take bigger actions. So these 42 places or whatever, um, they're all thriving. They're completely thriving because they've had the conversation with their customers. They've had the conversation with their staff. Everyone's smiling about it. The yeah. vibe's really positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get a feeling that you're all in it together. So it's more than just avoiding waste. It's being part of a solution together. You feel really proud of yourself. I'm going to go into this cafe because they're making, doing, it, doing something for me, for my future. And it translates really quickly from something really small to yeah. some like, massive ethical move. Yeah, you know? totally. And then everyone feels really good about themselves. And it's like, you know, yeah. look, go us. Like, we're doing something amazing. So what's, um, what's the future for that shift? How do you... I, I don't want to say what keeps you up at night because that's a long conversation, right? <laughs> <laughs> What, um, what's the, what's the future for this stuff? What do you, what do you hope? I suppose. I more than hope. I believe a hundred percent and I'm literally betting everything I've got on it. Um, that there will be single use, single use free serviceware in Aotearoa in the next couple of years. Yeah. Like without a doubt. It's, it's unavoidable. The packaging companies are doing all they can to hold on to that market and, um, you notice that in how they're, they're upping their game so far as uh, making their products seem more attractive, more pretty, tying into yep. all those branding things. But I, I think another thing, and shit, this COVID shit's been awful for so many people, but we're all trying to find the positives, right? Like we all know the, the horrific negatives, but trying to find those positives is that I really think there's been a bit of a wake up on how we live and how we think, how we operate our ethics. Like you're saying, you've got a credit card, you've got some cash in your pocket, how you spend it now. We're starting to realize, I don't need to buy anything today because for months I couldn't buy shit and I was yeah. okay. Yeah. My family were good. So like cutting back on consumerism and then that also I think has woken a lot of us up to the massive powers of marketing and branding and media as well to get us to consume and buy and how we're manipulated like that. <laughs> um, and, I, and I think the, the stopping single use is also not responding to that branding, you know, that branded litter kind of thing. Um, I think people are wised up, up to that a little bit. Um, and also, again, the finances of cafes too. If they can have mug libraries from op shops, if they have people using their own cups, it's saving them money. And people just, I think, are just ready for a change. Yeah, totally. And I, I, New I Zealand, go, you know? Yeah, and I go through, I go through really big, shifts around the work I do because you know I am I'm I market stuff that's what I do I get people to buy stuff but I think the thing that's changed for me even as early as like last year is that thing of uh, this is the stuff I love doing right I love doing it and there's no there's no point making myself feel bad about the job I do because I love it and I like the people I love the people I work with and I love the people I meet but if I can shift people's attitudes around what they spend their money on yeah so if i'm having those 
really different conversations with businesses about where does your stuff come from? Who makes it? Who's the dude that sells that thing that sends it to that thing? And then having those really, really massive deep discussions with businesses I've never had before, which means that we have these deeper conversations about stuff. They go, oh yeah, I'm going to find out about that thing for you, which then means I want to do more work with you. I want to keep this conversation going and flowing and we're all learning. Um, yeah. Such a different shift. Such a different I see shift. that with, uh, with the work that you do. You are really focused on supporting local. You're really focused on experience. A lot of the companies you work with, so, so I'm, 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 I know that you go through those background checks, but it seems to me that you're also asking what value is this giving to the human beings that are engaging with it? Are they going to feel better after they've, after they've engaged with this brand or this business that I'm working with? Are they going to come away feeling, you know, stronger, happier, more connected yeah. to each other, more connected to where they live, which is the same thing as well, because if you feel connected, then you take care of it, right? Whether it's yourself or your immediate Absolutely. environment or... Yeah. Absolutely. And we're, we're humans. We're never going to stop wanting things. Like, you know, yeah. I want that sh- I've seen a lovely shiny red bag in town that I really don't need, but I love to look at it. I love to go and stare at it. I love to, you know, imagine myself walking down a Parisian street. It's never going to happen with it. Um, and I, and I, I might purchase it. I probably won't. But, I w- you know, I've had a conversation about where does that bag come from? And someone's like, it's been made from this recycled leather that's been on the f- that was on the floor of a factory that they didn't want to throw away. So yeah. instantly I go, oh my god i'm connected because i can see that piece of material that's gone make me into something and they do yeah 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 yeah. Um, and it's not and it's not for, for me i think there's a different there like i think maybe sometimes I, i'm not very good with my words <laughs> i probably shouldn't do podcasts um but there's a difference for me within like um you buy one item of quality and you look after it if you can't afford to buy one item of quality you buy one item of quality of lesser quality but you look after it it's not the same as a throwaway culture where every day you're engaging in purchasing. Because when you buy a coffee, you're buying a throwaway cup as but well. You That's part of the price. never use no. again after no. about four and a half minutes. Like, yeah. So there's none of that desire. There's none of that like Parisian daydream. It's not making you feel, it's not sparking your imagination and taking you to beautiful places and making you like save up your money and organize your budget. It's just taking some piece of shit and then just throwing it yeah. in the bin. Yeah. There's nothing positive connected to it, but the experience of drinking a coffee is a beautiful one, yeah. you know, and can be taking time out uh, for yourself or taking time to be part of your community. There just seems to be a huge disparity between the products and how it's delivered. Yeah, no, no, really no, yucky. Absolutely. And if you can, all right, you might, it might, you know, some people go, well, I'm in my car. It's like, all right, I have a keep cup then with a lid on it. But actually, if you're walking away from that cafe because you have to walk to work, and you've got your coffee in your favorite mug that you've brought from home. Mm. It's got your, you know, it's got your mum's face on it. Like, why would you not want to do that? I'd want my mum's yeah. face on my mug to drink my coffee to walk to work with. I kind of do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I'm like, I don't want to see. But you know, all right. Or my, or my sister's favorite dog. Do you know? Like, yeah, oh yeah, my, that's good. Oh yeah, we do the dog. So gorgeous, and I'm, and because because cups are so important to me like I think anyone who doesn't who who doesn't have who's you know if they live with someone and their partner doesn't know their favorite cup and they give it to them if my husband gives me a a cup of tea in the wrong mug he gets the look that I go I don't want to, why would I put that in? I, I don't want to drink out of that. Jane when someone else comes over and someone puts their drink in your mug 
oh, far out. <laughs> I really tried to not let that might affect my relationship with everybody in the room. Like, but that's my mug. I can't even talk to you. Why did you give them my mug? I know. Totally. And that, that's kind of like the cup thing's kind of, the cup thing was kind of good for that as well and still is because a lot of the zero waste stuff tends to focus on go and spend some money on something, you know, where I think the cup thing also helps illustrate that you do not have to spend money. If you've got 450 in your pocket and you can make time to stay and you've got six minutes, make time to stay in the cafe yeah. and have the mental health, the community, the social benefits of that. But if you've got to go, um, yeah, you, use a mug from home if you have to take it away. Use freaking anything. And the jam yeah. jar thing's been massive the last year or two. Oh, as well. yeah, totally. I mean, um, I'm drinking my, I drink my, you know, these, you know, those French jam jars that you get jam. they're great cups um they are the best glasses to drink out of because it's a thick lip yeah and uh, my mum came around and went you're drinking out of a jam jar and then she had a glass of water out and she's like oh my god these are actually quite good i'm like oh come on pull to france is huge for me at the minute um yeah, okay. so just to explain to people i'm gonna go um i'm gonna do some travels around new zealand this year so um, tomorrow I head to Dunedin and just, I just wanted to articulate how I am going to use your website. So in terms of, so what I've done is I prep where I'm going and I'll have a little, I'll go into uyo.co.nz and I'll put in the place that I'm going to. Um, and generally what it does, what I found that it can do is along the way, I've also looked at where I'm going and where I can stop off. And those places that have, so Lawrence has got the, like the nine day that's in there. And then um, I'll stop for a break there and it'll tell me who signed up to those places and, and the services they offer. So there's like free water, you can filter your water. Um, what else have you just put in there? There's some other stuff that's in there. Wi-Fi. Um, yeah, a lot of it's, a lot of it's the standard stuff like services, like, you know, gluten free stuff like that. Can you get plant-based milks? Yeah. Um, can you get Wi-Fi? And a lot of it was done thinking with tourism and travel in mind as well. So that, and then there's dietary stuff. And then there's the kind of ethical stuff, which back to what you said in the beginning, you can choose where you spend your money. So, yeah. um, so places that, um, that will, will, everyone will, will serve your coffee in any clean reusable you bring them, but places that sell reusables. We've recently done like a, a coffee beans to take home. And yeah, from there yeah, you can tell who cool. will actually um, let you use your own container to yeah. take home coffee beans, yeah. um, bits and pieces like that. Um, you can look who's responsible with their food waste. So you, you can dig into it as deep as you want. The big ones for me is probably is the refill your own water flask when you're yeah. traveling around. So you don't have to, you don't have to buy pump bottled water. You yeah. know, you just take, again, your jam jar, right? It's your coffee cart, rinse it out in a yeah. bathroom and fill it up with water from a cafe. And all the cafes that say H2O, you don't have to go and buy anything. You don't have to spend any money. Yeah. And I was really stoked with that, especially for guys like, um, give a shout out to people like Tank Juice. They produce loads of single use waste. That's our fault. We need to, we need to influence them on that. But the fact that you can go into a juice bar that sells drinks and ask them for a free flask of water and they're like, yeah, you can do that. We're making no money from you and you're going to walk away. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really like that. Well, you so. will, the thing is you will remember that you, you know, we're, we're good humans at remembering mm. kind faces who say, of course, you like, you don't have to buy anything. Yeah. To get You'll then go off oh, quite fancy a smoothie. I'm going to go back to that place. Cause that's what yeah. our brains do, right? We connect with that really lovely service yeah, with the kindness. or kindness or whatever. 
Yeah, yeah. And using your own container, that's that's one too. But a lot of these things, I think as you said before when you were talking about the brands you work with, a lot of the things that we choose on Yuyo to instigate that conversation so when a cafe signs up with us they look at the boxes they need to tick and there's a little guide saying this means do you allow people to use your own containers and they're like yeah of course we do but if you say it and if it's on a little sign or if it's on your guide it actually makes us think why don't i just use my own container so i'm going to go to tank or wherever i'm going to get my free water but i'm going to bring my tupperware or my ice cream container from last week and i'm going to use it so yeah, so it's it's kind of like a, a guide for how you travel through, but how you can travel, you know, yeah. look what's available for you and then use those services. Totally. Okay. Um, we could be here all morning, but, you know, mm. life. life. So are you ready for a quick fire round? <laughs> no, I'm really no. rubbish at speaking and I'm really nervous all the time and I'm really sweaty. <laughs> Go on, then. Very well, my uh, my young Padawan. Um, okay, uh, favorite place to sit? Anywhere, just anywhere. Sitting down anywhere at the dentist, outside on the deck, on a bus, anywhere at all where I can sit. I'm a mum, right? Anywhere where I can sit down during the day and be quiet is, <laughs> that is fine a good with me. Answer. Uh, what's your favorite swear word? Fuck. Fuck yeah. all day. All day, every day. Uh, one thing you've tried and will never do again. <laughs> so many. I just had this rush, like a herd of really inappropriate answers. Um, um, bubble tea. Let's just do bubble tea against all the other stuff that's illegal and immoral. And I never shouldn't say it out loud. Don't like bubble tea. I don't like the sensation when the bubble goes up the straw and then in your mouth and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you've experienced it and you can say no. Uh, Vegemite or Marmite? Marmite. UK Marmite. Yeah. Yeah. Um, favorite flower? Don't have a favorite flower. Just anything. Uh, probably, uh, maybe gerberas. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. Yeah, gerberas. <laughs> Do you wear a watch? No. Good job. Um, what brings you joy? I sound like a dick when I say this, but just everything. Everything. The first Not bite of it. an apple, opening my eyes, just talking, <laughs> being, and anything. I just It can either make you really shitty or it can bring you joy. So why choose the joy, right? I know, exactly. Uh, one concert or gig you'll never forget? Oh, Spear of Destiny. When I was about 13 and I got spat at. And it was amazing. <laughs> Was this some crowd there? I climbed up my bathroom window to get there as well. It was oh my, my first act of real child rebellion. God, that's incredible. Um, somebody that you'd invite into your bubble, alive or dead? You. Oh, yeah, legend. Um, and favorite hot beverage? Mm. Oat milk with honey and peanut butter. Ooh. Can't, I, I don't drink coffee. Shh, don't tell anyone. <laughs> oh my God, she doesn't drink coffee. Love it. Um, and tell me what you're going to go and do right now. 
I'm going to go and work on a guide for hospitality on how to use Instagram to normalize reuse and promote their businesses. Amazing. You're a legend, Laura. We will chat very soon, probably at midnight about books. <laughs> nice. Thank you, Jane. Bye.